Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Cash That. This is your host, Joe Delera. You've got myself. We've got producer Corey. We're doing all right, guys. You know, producer Corey, he's got a bum knee. He's arguably on the injured list. Update. Tell us about it. I got out of bed yesterday and I'm totally fine. This is this is some shit. Maddie Chuck's gonna be pissed. He gave us the tickets to go to the game yesterday, and then we didn't go because dude, I couldn't go upstairs for two days for no reason. <laughs> Apparently, I... like this happens to you when you get older in the cold. That's crazy. That's significant, honestly. It felt like it was like loosely dislocated. <laughs> dude, it's crazy. I, the other day, I think like I think it was like a couple weeks ago. I'm pretty sure I had like an arthritis attack, like a rheumatoid arthritis attack. Yeah, like, is that what I just had? I have no fucking uh, clue. I was, like, out for the... I was, like, out of commission. I was nauseous. I was terrible. Ugh. So... Yeah, I think I might the, just have to hang on to that orthopedic appointment I made. Yeah, I like, think you just... Let's just get an MRI now. Like, we know check me like, out. Just yeah. scan everything. Just but, get a yank um, on my kneecap and let me know what's torn and what isn't. Yeah, just see... And if... Maybe just take it out. Just take it yeah. out. Yeah, how much for them new guys? <laughs> I'll replace them right one? now. Fuck it. I'll get ahead of the... I'll get ahead of it. Yeah, because that way, by the time you need a replacement, you'll be like a late, you'll be like an older 50 in your late 50s. Yeah, I'll become like a replacement. And then, like, that one should champ of the world. Yeah, like that one should take you through the rest of your life at that point. The problem gets to be when you're, yeah, the problem I think gets to be like when you're in your late 60s, early 70s, and they're just like, oh, like, I don't know if you can do the surgery. And it's like, dude, what do you mean? Bone on bone, and you're old. Yeah, like, they're just like, you might not wake up. And I'm like, dude, I, 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 I might not wake up any day. So it's <laughs> tricky when you get old. Yeah, it's a little, it's a little sneaky bastard. So, but guys, this is the first time we've been back since we hit the crazy triple, triple, double parlay. Um, and I say we, I think of it as a collective experience for all of those that were able to follow me on Twitter. That was a fun one. Uh, we While we were recording is when I bet that. So I don't know. I like didn't, I feel like I said something about it on the pot or like on like a break. I don't remember, but like, I don't think Corey we were talking it about it right before we started recording. Oh, that was what it was. I think, I think like, I'm going to put this telling in Maddie Chucks exactly what you were doing. And you're like, <laughs> I don't know. Let's just see. I watched. I watched greatness happen. I witnessed that. <laughs> it was incredible. It was, it was very nonchalant. And it was like, eh, fuck it. Fuck it. Yeah. So you know, um, the devils it, win the cup. That'll be like my future. Yeah, that's drunk, true. Was like, eh, whatever. That's true. Happen. Yeah, it was just like, yeah, like, sure. I'm just going to do it. So, I mean, if you guys are new here. Um, what we like to do is we like to try to talk about some of the sports, um, pretty much mostly it's going to be about NBA, but obviously, you know, it's like, if you have the super bowl or something like that, like we'll touch base with that just because it's obviously something that we need to discuss right now. I'm in a household divided because my fiance is an Eagles fan. And, um, I want to say it's divided. So what I did was I kind of hedged on my happiness and I have an Eagles future to win the super bowl, um, because I'm a giants fan. And, uh, I think that, you know, like, you know what they say about like happy wife, happy life, that type of thing. I think that I might wind up having to root for the Eagles in this scenario, not because of any like thing. And that's why I've had to put some money on it because now at least it's worth it for me to sell myself out here. I have a thought. Yeah. As proud Giants fans and competitors in the NFC East. What if. We root for the Eagles so that next year they have a, a Super Bowl hangover and they suck. Can we bet Ooh. on that? Ooh, we could do that. You know I think I mean? next year. Yes, yeah, so we're just like prepping the monkeys for Jalen Hurts back so early that he's yeah. got nothing to fucking play for. We're prepping Almost for it now. Almost didn't go back to back. 
I think the thing is here, honestly, it's like if you look at this, like the big critique of the Eagles is that they haven't played anybody. And then people are just like, oh, well, like Mahomes is Mahomes. Like I'm not going to bet against Mahomes. But like when you really get down to this, what exactly are the Chiefs better at than the Eagles right now besides an, an injured Mahomes, like arguably injured Mahomes? I don't really think that the list is long, if anything, honestly. I so, have nothing to add to that comment because I think so. Right. You know, like I'm seeing the spread. The spread's kind of bopped around a bit. It opened like Eagles plus two and a half, I think, uh, and then they got bet down to minus three, and then now it's settling around one, one and a half, which is, seems about right. I I think that in this game, like personally, like I said, I bet the Eagles. I have an Eagles future. Um, I think that there's a couple things that you need to consider. Number one, like don't bet on some of these stupid props. Like obviously bet on the national anthem because that's not stupid and you can handicap that. Um, but and I, I don't really have a I don't have a lean at this point in time. Maybe I'll put one out on the Twitter machine. But you know, coin toss. If you're, it's one thing if it's plus a hundred and you're just like, well, I want to bet on the coin toss. But you could also just bet your friend on the coin toss. Um, so I know that some books out there aren't taking any hold on the coin toss bets. But, um, you know, even if it's minus 103, that's a big and you have to hit something that's literally a 50 50 chance more than 50 percent of the time. And you're doing it in a single action there. So I think it's a little bit crazy there. Um, additionally, some of the props that I think I'm looking at here are. I've already bet on Dallas Goddard to score a touchdown at any point in time. I've also bet on Jalen Hurts at plus 100 to score a touchdown, anytime touchdown. And uh, one of the things that DraftKings is doing right now, if you're one of the boost hunters, is every day they have a happy hour boost. And you're getting a pretty good line on just a random prop. So the other day it was Miles Sanders or Jalen Hurts to score a rushing touchdown at plus 100. Um, Then I think today it was either team boosted the plus 150 to score first and you could pick which one. So I took the Eagles. So definitely keep an eye out for those. I think there's going to, there's definitely going to be some fun cross sport ones that I'm definitely really interested in. And uh, we'll, we'll try to put those out there if I find some value between like an NFL NBA type of play. Um, but like, like I said, I like the Eagles in this matchup. I think that they're better front to back. The big criticism is obviously that they really haven't played anybody but you got to play who's in front of you. And they've taken care of business in that regard, especially when Jalen Hurts has been healthy. So this their pass rush is legit. And I think that, you know, if Mahomes is not 100% mobile, this could be a problem for them. Um, but with that, let's pivot back to the NBA. We'll see if LeBron James is either past Kareem Abdul-Jabbar by the time that this is released, or if he's going to be going for it early, I'm assuming early against the Milwaukee Bucks in this next, next game out. It's inevitable. You guys all know my feelings. LeBron is the GOAT, and this is just another accolade for him to add into his cap. It is incredible what he's been able to do throughout the course of his career, and I, it's, it's really mind-boggling because when he came into the league, the expectations were for him to do this, basically, and then he did it, which is just insane it's absolutely insane so it's really really exciting um and it's really awesome for the sport in general the other thing is obviously the trade deadline is coming on thursday and that is going to dramatically impact how some of these teams are going to be reacting it'll be like trading we know that kyrie irving at this point was traded to the dallas mavericks in quite 
quite the quite the splashy trade over here. So look, it's it's really an interesting scenario. I think it's an interesting fit. I actually like it a lot for Dallas from a basketball perspective. I'm not going to really get into the off-court uh antics of this because, you know, we all have our disagreements or I think most of us have our disagreements with Kyrie Irving. I don't want to speak for everybody because, you know, I I don't know who else is listening to this podcast, but maybe there are some people that agree with his crazy ass takes. So, um, you know, you can be advised that I would disavow. Um, With that, though, I think that from a basketball perspective, these two will play very well with each other, namely because we've seen Kyrie Irving be able to play with other superstars very successfully and heavy usage superstars. It's true, like namely LeBron James, James Harden, and Kevin Durant, obviously. Um, and you've seen I I don't I don't even want to compare or use the data from the Tatum and Brown era where he was with the Celtics because I don't think that they were at like their peak essentially when he got there. So it's a little bit skewed in my opinion. But I think you're going to see a lot of pick and roll. I think you're going to see a lot of double teams on Luca or like being able to manipulate this coverage because of the way that they're they're such dramatically different sized people. So I think that that's going to be very important. And Luca's usage rate is through the roof this year. Obviously, we might see a little bit of a downtick in points, but I think that that'll be compensated with an uptick in assists. Um, I, I'm really not concerned about the on-court fit because you're taking two of the greatest isolation scorers in the NBA right now and putting them on the same team. And they're both good creators when they need to be. Luka can be a little bit more pass first than Kyrie Irving. But I think at the end of the day, when you're looking at this combination of players, there was no way that you could look at this and say, you know what? Let's not trade Dorian Finney-Smith, who's a great and versatile wing defender, Spencer Dinwiddie, a first round pick and two second round picks for an all NBA caliber player. Like one of the probably has, and people even describe him as the most skilled player in the NBA. Like there's no way that you can look at that and say, that's not an upgrade. And when there's been a lot of rumors and, you know, conversations about the fact that, well, are the Mavericks putting enough help around Luca? Are they doing enough to keep him happy? Are they doing enough to make this work? you really got to consider the fact that this at least shows that they're trying to do that. And Dinwiddie was a minus 9.2 in point differential in the season. Irving was plus 4.7. We've seen this. I think that there's really going to be a lot of value on Luca and I'd be looking to play his assists over 8.5. Once he returns, I also think that his rebounds and assist prop should retain value. And you can get a little bit more of this from me at the action network uh, in in my props forecast that comes out every Monday. So Cam Thomas for the Nets, obviously has stepped forward significantly. We'll see if Brooklyn has any other moves up their sleeve. It doesn't seem like they want to trade Kevin Durant, but I do think that they have some redundant talent with at the wings with Joe Harris, Seth Curry, um, Yuta Watanabe, et cetera, like Patty Mills, whatever. So I wouldn't be surprised if some of these guys move. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised if you see a, a, another trade for Brooklyn. And one of those players that it seems like they're targeting is Fred Van Vliet. Um, it would make sense. I think that would be a good pairing. And honestly, if you think about it, if they move Dinwiddie in a pick, say, for Fred Van Vliet, who's on an expiring contract, looks like the Raptors won't be ready to re-sign him or aren't prepared to re-sign him, 
you're able to move Dinwiddie in a pick or maybe a pick in a second or, or something like that to that effect, or maybe like a pick in a, one of the three point shooters, something like that. Um, you basically were able to flip Kyrie Irving for Fred Van Vliet and Dorian Finney Smith, maybe a pick or two. That's not obviously, obviously it's like a slight downgrade, but from an on-court perspective, from a basketball perspective, it's not the worst and you're still competitive because you have Kevin Durant. And then you've taken these big step forwards from Claxton. Uh, you know, Ben Simmons has looked a little bit better of late. This team should still be competitive and I, I'm not ready to sell them out yet. Um, some of the other things that we have to look at is Steph Curry is going to be out for the next couple of weeks. And it's interesting because of the way that they phrased that they said he's going to be out for the next couple of weeks. We have the all-star break coming up with the all-star break coming up. It's possible that Curry only misses maybe five or six games. I'm saying six because they do have a back-to-back basically right out of the break. So I wouldn't be surprised if he's held out of one of those, but in the meantime, you guys know the drill auto bet Jordan pool turnovers over three and a half. He's now gone over this line in 14 of 16 games without Steph Curry. It is just the most automatic bet of all time. Just continue to bet it. He's just loose and fast with the ball. That's just, it's just what he does. He's, he gets, he sees a massive usage bump and he turns the ball over constantly. So continue to play Jordan pool over, uh, over three and a half turnovers here. Um, so when we're looking at this Wednesday NBA slate, another thing you really do need to be careful of is play is teams. So we'll talk about this in terms of Wednesday and Thursday, but more so Wednesday teams are still preparing their rosters to see who's going to get moved. Who's going to get traded. How are they going to get traded? Um, and what the details of those trades are, they're going to hold players out. They're going to, you might get guys pulled off the court. So when you're betting on some of these props, you need to think about this in terms of like who is not going to get traded. So you need to consider who is or who isn't getting traded or who isn't on the block and how that's going to affect not only your prop betting, but also your spread betting. Some of the teams that have been like very notably involved in trade negotiations, like I mentioned, the Toronto Raptors are one of them. The Indiana Pacers have been talked about. The Miami Heat have been talked about. Um, the Philadelphia 76ers, I don't really expect to make a move. Boston, maybe, but also kind of in a similar vein. They're pretty set in what they have. Um, when we look at the two teams in particular that are going to be very interesting are the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Utah Jazz. They're playing each other on Wednesday night. When we really are checking this type of game, Utah has said pretty much that the only untouchable is Laurie Markinen. Uh I could imagine them trading Jordan Clarkson. It looks like Jared Vanderbilt might be on his way out. Mike Conley as well. There's going to be some opportunity where, you know, you can get some of these role players or guys like Lori, who you know are going to be there and kind of capitalize on their opportunity in these spots. Um, Another game that I'm looking at with a similar issue is obviously Dallas and the Clippers. That game's going to be very interesting. Kyrie is supposed to suit up, allegedly. The Clippers, we don't know what they're doing, but they have been in the market for a point guard. Obviously, Kawhi, Paul George, they're not going anywhere, but some of those ancillary players may be on the move, um, and that might affect rotations. Maybe we actually see a little bit more of Kawhi and Paul George because we know that they aren't going anywhere. And for the Mavericks, you know, you have Kyrie should play, 
Uh, we'll see what kind of role he plays in, but obviously he's not hurt or anything. So we should see him play a good amount of minutes. I think if his points lines around 28 and a half, it's probably a spot that I want to play um, as he wants to show out in a new uniform. Um, and then additionally with Dallas, you have to wonder, are they going to make another move? Is it going to be one of their wing players that's on the way? Is it like, is Tim Hardaway Jr. maybe going to sit? So a guy that I think I want to target at least if I can get props on him is maybe Reggie Bullock uh, to take over or to make over two and a half threes. I think that could be a nice little spot there for him. Um, so that that's one of the leans that I have, one of the plays that I'm looking at in this, in this particular game anyway. Um, as for spreads, I think that you really need to look at these teams and say like, well, who's trying to make a move? Golden State, I think would like to make a move, but I don't think they really have the pieces to do so. I think that they want to just run with what they have. Same with Portland. Portland is one of those teams that maybe looks to shake it up. Um, maybe you could see a trade with Nurk, something like that. You're going to want to bet some of these games really, really close to tip just so that way you can avoid any of that nonsense. Like Houston, another team. Uh, Eric Gordon is a prime piece to get traded. If Eric Gordon is out for this game against the Sacramento Kings, that's going to be a huge, huge pace up spot for whoever fills in that role. Um, whoever gets a couple more minutes, whether uh, whether it's green, whether that means Sangoon gets a little bit more, Tari Eason gets a little bit more, maybe Garrison Mathers gets a little bit more, Deshaun Tate, somebody's going to fill in there. I think that those are some spots you want to target and try to take advantage of. Additionally, the Spurs not necessarily looking to, they might be looking to sell a guy, maybe like they'll trade a guy like Keldon Johnson, maybe they'll trade a guy like Jakob Pertl. Um, but it seems that the asking price for Pirtle is very, very steep. Um, and given the fact that Toronto is also actively shopping certain players, the 10 and a half might be a good spot uh, to jump in on maybe a little bit earlier. Uh, but you'll see me log that in the action app. If that's a bet that I want to take. Um, but those are some of my thoughts regarding the NBA and the NBA trade deadline. Uh, as for Thursday, it's not the biggest slate. Um, but we do have games with, I think one of the more interesting games is going to be uh, Chicago and Brooklyn, just to see if Chicago does make a move prior to the deadline or if Brooklyn makes any additional moves, especially with the news that Kevin Durant is going to be out pretty much through the all-star break. So should be a couple good games, should be a couple good, it should be a really good trade deadline as we wind down here. Uh, and I'm pretty excited for it. One of the final things that I wanted to touch on before getting into uh, into how producer Corey is doing uh, is that I wanted to talk about alternate lines on parlays, particularly lower alternate lines. Um, I generally think that they're not positive EV, and here's why. Essentially, when you're taking those lines and you're going, like, let's say you're betting on, uh, let's say you're betting on like LeBron to go like, we'll use LeBron as an example. Well, let's say you're betting on LeBron to score 25 points on a traditional night tonight. His, his, or yesterday, his lines were out of control, but like, let's say you're betting on him score 25 points. His prop lines at 28 and a half. So you're taking about a four point discount there. And, but you're also paying a tremendous amount of juice. One of the problems that I have with doing this is obviously the hit rate should increase and you should still see a proportional um, ideally you should see a proportional hit rate to what the price is that you're paying in terms of the applied odds. But the problem is that it doesn't calculate for a couple of variety of different factors. One of which is the fact that if you plotted out all of LeBron's 
traditional outcomes. Like if you, if you put this on a bell curve and you looked, I'm getting real nerdy here, Corey, but if you put all of his like traditional outputs, like on a bell curve, you're paying, let's say minus 400 juice for something that's within one standard deviation of what his traditional outcome would be. So when you think about that, like, it's like, oh, like I got hooked by like one leg or I missed this eight leg parlay by one leg. The problem is, is that each of those legs has a certain amount of implied odds. And they're generally going to be within like one standard deviation of what is expected of that player. Like you're not adding something that he hits like a hundred percent of the time on his career or throughout the season. Like that's just, that's not what you're getting at this point of the year. Like there's certain things in terms of variance that you're going to, or they're just not going to offer it. The number is going to be ridiculous. It's going to be like minus 10,000. So you're not going to get any value of that, but you're betting something that's minus like 500, which sure that's fine, but minus 500, it should happen like roughly 80% of the time. Right. Um, so you're, yeah, you're betting on something that's happening roughly 80% of the time, a little bit more actually. So yeah, like that's going to happen a lot, but generally the majority of your outcomes should fall within this type of range, right? So as you start getting further and further out, that's when it becomes less and less likely. Um, and then when you, even when you're laddering up, like let's say you're going on these alternate lines that are higher, those you're not getting the same type of value to go up. And there's fewer outs on props that go up as opposed to props that are unders because the guys could get hurt. You could get rusty shooting nights. They could uh, they could get locked down. They could get the volume, but still miss. So there's a ton of different ways for somebody to go under. It could be a blowout. Um, but for overs, like you really need every single thing to go right. So that's like what my caution is with these parlays, because when you start adding these bets or adding these things to go together, like over and over and over again, you're, you're creating variance and you're by adding more legs and you're adding more risk. Um, even though you look at this and you're like, this is free, like all of these should hit. Yeah, like, yeah, like they should all hit, but you really, but the thing is you only need one of them to miss for you to lose your bet. So that's just what my caution is when you're betting these multi-leg parlays. Um, I understand that, like, I think they're fun. I think that a lot of people like to bet them, but you're losing value and the hold that the books have on these is tremendous in particular, because there's no real, like, there's not necessarily a way to bet the opposite of these. Like, you can't bet, like, no, this guy's going to not have it. So you can't really see what the hold is, but the hold on parlays, and I think on same game parlays right now, the going rate is about 30% as opposed to the 10 cent big that you would play pay on a traditional spread bet. So just, just something to think about when you're looking to place these like long shot parlays with tons and tons of legs. Like, obviously, if they hit, great. But I think that you're probably better off still trying to find a single or, you know, or maybe like a two-legger that has either some sort of correlated uh, relationship and or like or like a leg that you just really like. So with that, producer Corey, how are you doing? Well, I'm happy I'm walking again. Well, dude, pretty it's, good. it's good that you are now appreciating your legs once more. Yeah, I've like been walking nonstop since I've been able to because I was like, Got to keep this bitch warm. You were deprived a little bit. Yeah. Uh, Devil's got a win right after the All-Star break. Great start. Hey. Um, now's our chance to pounce on Carolina and take over the Metro division. Um, that would be great for our futures portfolio. That'd be so great. 
Uh, best decision I ever made. Half in the bag. <laughs> Aside from that, how you doing, Joe? No one ever Dude, asks we're, you. We're we're hanging. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. We're hanging in there. Um, you know, it's just been it's cl- classic chaos just on a daily basis. Um, I've been able to work from home a couple days per week, so that's kind of cool. But then, you know, it, it's it's just you know, it's just it somehow ends up being more chores. So <laughs> yeah, it's like oh, I can do my laundry today. Great. Yeah. Great. Like you're home. Can you do the laundry? Can you vacuum? I'm like, I need to do my job. <laughs> so, yeah. That's it's just the, the balancing way. act. That's the way of the world. But uh, what do you what do you have for us today? What what's your recommendation for the week? My recommendation for the week. Uh, get your car cleaned. Oh, dude, I just did that. It feels really, really good after you get all the salt on there. Yeah. I'll probably be back in a week, but Dude, I didn't realize how dirty being, my man, car was. Like the outside, all, all the cars are dirty. Yeah, so it's hard. So everything, no comparison. everything looks like it's like you're like all the cars basically have cataracts on them. Like right, they're, like they're just like a little cloudy. They're, yeah, they're a duller color than what they were. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Muted. I uh, I didn't realize how bad it was till I parked next to a clean car yesterday, and I was like, I gotta get, to, I gotta take care of this. Yeah, you're appalled. Uh, That's fair. Yeah. I feel like my car is faster now. I don't know why. I think it's, well, what color is your car? Blue. Oh, dude. Yeah. I mean, it's crispy now. Yeah. Now it's a real crisp blue. It moves quicker. <laughs> try to stop I, uh, the coppers. Yeah. I do. I, so I had this conversation with somebody else. Do you like the, like the drive through car washes or do you want the ones where you get out and then they do all the shit on the inside? Like, what do you like? I like the get out. Um, I don't want to see what's going on. I don't give a shit. When I was a little kid, I loved the drive-through. It was an experience. Yeah, it was a great time. Are we gonna make it? I don't know. Um, also, I don't have to then get out of the wet car for them to clean the interior. Sorry, I'm. Oh, out. okay, that's fair. I was saying, like, because I like sometimes leg, it just kind of ruins your day. Yeah, I think that they both have a place though. So, like, I like the get out of the car one when they're, I know they're, they're going to do the inside. I also like the ones that like, you can just pull through, like you don't even have to basically even see anybody like, and they're just like, yeah, you just get in. And then like, oh, those are great. And then like, you just leave. Yeah, like you don't, you don't, you ignore the inside problems of your car. Cause you're just like, I just need the outside done. Yeah. I, think- I was just thinking of like the overall thing, but you're right. I think the drive through when you're in a pinch, like, yeah. And they're like the seven bucks. Yeah. yeah like- a way to go. Those I love those. I think those are those are probably my favorite because I feel like I'm just like I don't sometimes like it's like when you clean, but like if like we had a cleaning lady growing up, but like you had to clean before the cleaning lady. Like that's how I feel with my car. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I had so one like, as well. I, Shout out to Jesse. Yeah. Um it was like you I just had to can't. clean so much shit before she showed up to then yeah. clean the same shit. Yeah. Like, what is the point of this? What yeah. are we doing? It's like, why? Why is this happening right now? Yeah, I was also like 12 and like stopping home between two different fucking practices for God knows what. It's like, oh, clean your room. It's like, mom, come on. It's not. It's just going to be dirty in 20 minutes when I get home from basketball. Yeah, there's going to be shorts everywhere. Like my hockey equipment's been in there for a day. It smells like shit. There's nothing I can do about it right now. I don't know how to help you. (laughs) So I I, I, just just boondoggle my whole family for like years. This is a great recommendation. I love this. Yeah, it's just like you just had to had to be done. It had to be done. Like um, how much do I have to pay to not clean anything 
and have you know where my things go and clean it for me. That is probably the upgrade of having like a live-in nanny, maybe. That's, That's called like a maybe maid. Maid, yeah. <laughs> I don't need them to rear my non-existent children. I just don't want to put my <laughs> underwear away. Yeah. So you're just like, please just put all my shit away. All right. So that's out of the fucking cards. No, I'm with you on that. Um, I would say my recommendation this week is obviously twofold because I obviously have to recommend something food related. Um, Uh, I, I just bought a new frying pan. So like I wasn't, so I wasn't trying to buy new frying pans because it's something that we put on like the wedding registry. Right. Because I was like, Oh, well, like, that's just not like, that's a great, like that's a classic gift that people, somebody will buy you like probably like your aunts and you're going to get like pots and pans. Right. So I was like, I'm I don't want to buy. I what? go straight for the butcher block, get the knives. Yeah. Well, I have, I bought before with the self sharpeners in it. Elite. Elite. Could have been me. I could have bought those for you. Oh, so, so I got, I got the pots. Right. So I was like, I was like, I just need like one frying pan right now. It, is been it's fantastic because like there's nothing better than a fresh non-stick frying pan shit is just flying around on it i know like there's been a thing on tiktok lately where it's like oh you can make any pan like a non-stick pan it's like they use the stainless steel they get it super hot then the water they put it on it and the water beads and it's like oh and now it's non-stick and like then they add a lot of oil and i'm like all right like whatever like if i did yeah, this it would light you just on fire. your food yeah like sick enjoy your great well Great. done on the outside, raw on the inside, chicken breast. Nothing better. Nothing better. So I got a nonstick hey. pan. Nonstick pan. It's great. I made chicken thighs in it last night. Um, and chicken thighs, obviously better than chicken breasts. It's a no-brainer, um, in my opinion. Know. And, you know, that's that's it's very important. Um, how can like, you say that? What do you mean, how can I say that? It is so much easier to cook a chicken breast, fillet it in half, pound it, put it in the pan. It's over. okay. Five but that's not the point, though. Sometimes it's not about how easy it is. Sometimes is because it's you work from home flavor. and have time to cook for yourself. Now. Well, Here sometimes it's about the flavor. I like grilled chicken thighs unparalleled. Unparalleled. Yes, grilled, yes, 100%. So, yes. and then I got a griddle, too. Like the like the one, I got like a rock griddle that you put over the stove, gr- like things. And it's um, fun to clean. It's, oh, yeah. That's when I was introduced. I introduced myself to steel wool. So, yeah. So you realize you had to like clean it now, up like you were actually in a, a restaurant's kitchen. But now it's fun. <laughs> but now it's fun. <laughs> so it's amazing. When you have the tools for the job, how much easier it is. I know. So that's what I'm saying. You got to get yourself like a, treat yourself to a new frying pan. I got to have like 10 bucks at shop, right? It was great. Um, so get a Do new frying pan. I don't know, honestly. You wear a Teflon, kids. I couldn't tell you. I All I know is that. told me it's bad for you. It works perfectly. So. I'll live cancer. I'll just take I'll take the easy made chicken. Dude, it's coming off the back end. So, <laughs> so I like that. Uh that's my recommendation. Get a new frying pan. And additionally, if you still haven't made that Valentine's Day reservation, you should definitely do that. Thank um, you for that tip. Thank you. Thank you. And and next time you go into your cabinet and you go to make coffee, throw away a mug. You don't need all the mugs. I'm going to politely again disagree with you. Why? How many mugs do you have? How many mugs do you need? Three people show up at your house. You are fucked. Dude, no, I I have like thought. I thought I had enough. 
many of them were in the dishwasher and not clean yet. Dude, I've got to have was like not, 20 I did not mugs. Have enough mugs. I have to have 20 mugs. Do you have one at work to hold your pens? Yeah. I have one. I think, no, I don't have one here to hold my pens. This is like my favorite mug. Welcome to Las Vegas. Yeah, we all saw it. That was a good tweet. Great tweet. Great tweet. So I don't know. I think that you should get rid of a mug. Like if you have more than six mugs. What if one breaks per person? Six mugs per person is crazy. If you have more than You should have seven per person, one for each day of the week in case one breaks. (laughs) If you break a mug a day, you're still good for the week. But why are you breaking mugs like that? It's cold out, dude. Shit just snaps in half sometimes. Well, I mean, like I use like the, the vigorous the, stirrer. I use like the metal cups too, you know. So it's like I don't. I just think this is an unnecessary mug situation. Oh wait, do you have a a travel mug? I have multiple travel mugs. Mine doesn't fit in my fucking cup holders, and it makes me oh. want to do horrific things, dude. This Yeti doesn't my car fit in anything. Yeah, I, same dude. Doesn't go any. It, it gets. It doesn't fit in anything. It's great. It doesn't fit in anything. No, I just keep it on my lap, and I'm like, I hope this doesn't roll under the brake and kill me. I know. I usually leave mine on the passenger seat, but then like if you brake a little bit too hard, things like causing it's like a fucking linebacker tackling oh. your your you know. I had it in my backpack sleeve on the passenger seat, and I slammed really hard on my brakes, and I didn't want my computer to go flying, so I like slapped the bag back. And I hit the fucking full-ass metal bottle of water. I thought I broke my forearm. Oh, my God. Like an egg on my arm. I was like, what the fuck? I got like a... You didn't know your own strength. Hemorrhaging. (laughs) It was bad. So, you know, with with that, guys, be careful out there. Get a new frying pan. Get your car washed. And let's cash that.
Watch your seat.